0: Right, what we get into this week?
1: Oh, we got a lot of stuff. First of all, Max B's coming home.
0: Woo! Welcome back, old friend.
1: hashtag Hashtag Stop Hairline Shaming.
0: Let's Let's uh dispel some rumors about the NFL.
1: Yeah, your boy Weezy.
0: How I would have done it.
1: <laughs> Paid patriotism. Batman Day. Hashtag Batman Day. You gave us uh, a totally stupid verses.
0: Kid Cuddy versus Kanye.
1: Oh, that one. Counter criticals.
0: And top five mixtapes.
1: Yeah, let's get into it. Oh. Yeah, don't call me the
2: underdog because i be young. Stay afloat uh-huh. The pressure's increasing I'm forgetting how to cope With stress and trying to find a way Out of this hole that I dug for myself They're aware of the mold But they still overlook me they dirt on my name
0: and- Hey Hey What up? Welcome to another episode of Hashtag All Podcasts Matter We're here Me And you
1: Yo mama and your cousin too Rolling Thanks. down the strip on boats going up okay, so Kind of like a dog
0: if this is your first time listening to the show, thank you. We're a podcast about. Social- where have you been? Yeah, where have you been?
1: Like we're the biggest thing in China right now.
0: <laughs> this is this episode is going to be a lot of pandering.
1: Yeah. Ha, ha! China pandering.
0: Oh, I see what I did there. It's going to be like the last Transformers movie, where like the last half of the show is going to be take place actually in China.
1: Yeah, for no reason. No reason.
0: Whatsoever. No reason at all. Camera. And it's going to be Dinobots. But Anyway, let's get into the show this week. Vic, do you know how to play spades yes you do yes Where, like where'd you learn I need to take I don't a, know. do I need to take a course or a class
1: uh it's easy game to be taught it's a harder game to get good at and it's an easy game to when you think you're good to do something very stupid and piss your partner off Spades a game if you're not a ma- spades master and people people have to tell you you're a Spades master you can't it's not you don't feel it in yourself somebody has to tell you you are the master of spades. Um, cuz you can get overconfident and and suck but it's like you don't play with your wife because that can that can end a marriage right there
0: man <laughs> it's the end marriage man uh, but we it, we never played it in my family uh-huh. I'm pretty or any card games really I'm pretty sure my grandma thought that cards were the devil
1: yep yeah, my family too like my mom was not allowed to play cards and she loved cards when she was a kid she was a very religious household and but she taught me how to play all the card games when i was a kid
0: Hell yeah! Yep, you gotta rebel. Uh Now, this week I wanted to talk about some controversial opinions.
1: Speaking of controversial opinions, I'm mad that everybody's talking about Colin Kaepernick being protesting, and he's doing, he's like, he's speaking out, and no one ever talks about how LeBron's been protesting for years. All right, LeBron, since he's been in uh, in the NBA, has been protesting. Uh, hairline shaming because LeBron is know that like a lot of a lot of us guys get hairline shame and he's a multi-millionaire and he can go get that shit fixed but he chooses not to in protest of the little guys who can't go get their LeBron hairline fixed so LeBron has always been anti-hairline shaming so let's start the the hashtag stop hair hashtag stop hairline shaming because LeBron is a pioneer you know what
0: he's he's a hairline hero
1: Exactly. For me and other men like me that that are in their early 30s and their shit's coming receding like the fucking uh, uh, Red Sea when Moses had to walk across that thing. <laughs> this man right here has a full head of hair. That shit's looking nice. My shit, I wear a lot of hats. All right. But no, LeBron has made me, you know what? Fuck bitches get money. And you know what? You don't need, you can save money. By switching your car insurance to Geico, but also by not having to go to barbershop just by cutting all that shit off, man. Stop hairline shaming. Hashtag stop hairline shaming.
0: Well, we all we all have different crosses to bear. Uh-huh. I can't I can't wear hats because I have a big ass head. Yep. I was wearing size eight, and then I just decided to grow my hair out uh-huh. because no, I, I, that was it. <laughs> that was just it for me. Yeah. I couldn't. I can't.
1: Just just sweatbands. <laughs> <laughs> the wavy ones coming home in a few years. H- how many? Two. He'd be out in 2018. Uh, took a plea deal and free Max B. Max B is going to be free. Um, Bird Gang.
0: I can't wait. Maybe this will finally bring the diplomats back together. Nice. And maybe they can remake the national anthem.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Did you? That's a fuck. Oh, that was funny. Um, all right. Let's start the show.
0: All right. Uh, Your boy. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Dwayne Carter, aka Little Weezy, aka Weezy F Baby, aka uh, Little Tunchi. Little Tunchi. Um doesn't doesn't believe racism exists anymore.
0: Um I'm glad he finally brought this to light. Now bef- right before he said this, he actually retired. Yep. I wish he had stayed retired.
1: Yeah. I, and uh um Chance was like, No, don't retire. No, was it a chance or it was Kendrick, Kendrick was like, No, don't retire. And I was kinda like, Hey man, you don't need to retire just because you know got a bad deal. Don't bury Sanders and shit. But after he said this shit, I like it's like you know in the movies when somebody finally realized stuff and they show the the scenes and shit of <laughs> pictures flashing through what? your whole fucking you head. See, like, you, you see
0: the the, the storyline come together?
1: Yeah, storyline and all of it comes together. Like as soon as Lil Wayne said this shit the whole, ever since he's, uh, uh every his whole fucking rap career flat before my eyes. So Lil Wayne is on first take. Shannon Sharp, big ass. Love Shannon Sharp now. And he's a Bronco, and I'm a Raider. So, yeah. So, Shannon Sharp ass, asking me, Shannon look like you. Uncle time-ass nigga, <laughs> and he he was real cool about it after, Below Wayne said, you know, I never experienced racism in my life. I, I thought racing was over, and and, and and my world is just my kids and stuff like that. So he gets on there, and if it, it, it's cool that I mean I understand what he's saying. He's like, I've never experienced racism in my life, but this, for you to say it doesn't exist, so this make this brings me back to this. It was always iffy about everything Little Rain whaps around, right? But a lot of rappers just. Embezzled the truth, and a lot of them are just reflecting on what's going on in their hood. But Lil Wayne, what, he we got signed at 11, right?
0: Yeah, so he's been living a, a pretty good life for the majority of his life.
1: Yeah, and so he was on them tracks around 15, 16. Lil Wayne hasn't had to want for nothing, so let's just say for, let's be nice say 15. Yeah, that's let's, fine. Let's give him four years, let's take away a few years, all right? So let's say he hasn't want for anything for 15 years. And he says he's never experienced racism. So my question is, when were you selling all these drugs? When were you doing all this murdering? What were you doing all this uh, robbing niggas and all the stuff that you rapped about? So I'm smart enough to know that, you know, maybe he's just reflecting what goes on in his culture. Is from, Lil Wayne is from uh, New Orleans. Uh, a top tourist attraction from all around the world. So LaWren, New Orleans isn't a poor city, but he is from one of the poorest, most impoverished places in the country like i remember when somebody was explaining to why they came on the scene and they were like one of the first guys with all the diamonds all like all the diamonds all the sports car when they got put on all they did was mad niggerish and buy all the diamonds they could and everything like that People was like oh that's so god it was like what else do you expect from people from the poorest places in, like one of the poorest places in the country to do when they get money they went out and bought stuff so this dude poorest place in the country poverty like murders, drugs, and crooked police. No, It has to be, right? Right. And so he's rapping about what he sees. He sees the drug dealing. He sees the shootings. He sees the drug usage. He sees the robberies and everything. Robbing dope dealers. And he made a life to where his kids are never going to have to worry about money. His kids' kids probably never going to have to worry about money. By reciting what he saw. But yet... As an adult, and I've I've always been told that Lil Wayne is very intelligent. Like Before, he was always a straight-A student when he was in school, right, and everything like that. So an intelligent man, and he has a degree in psychology, Um, an intelligent man comes on and say, I don't believe racism exists. Uh, That's when you lost me, dude. It's like you're going to rap about the injustice and what you're – neighborhood looks like and what people have to do to get survived but racism doesn't exist because you've never experienced racism in your life and i'm pretty sure when you're getting arrested and profiled for being a rapper that's kind of racist my friend and
0: and amnesia is is a hell of a thing i i've not i've not been like the biggest fan of wayne's music mm -hmm. but i mean i respect that he has talent of Mm -hmm. course of course
1: i'll break away more when he used to write. (laughs)
0: <laughs> actually yeah i just want to touch on that just, just briefly real quick <laughs> not writing your rhymes doesn't make better songs no actually the opposite quite quite the opposite and the speed that you record does not make better music yeah. but in any anyway, i respected wayne because of his actions outside the booth mm-hmm. because he spent a lot of time and money uh helping out new orleans post katrina yeah now Wayne had, Wayne now says that racism doesn't exist. If that were the case, why did you spend a lot of your time hard-earned money, as you previously mentioned, trying to solve some economic equality in the state post-national disaster?
1: Yeah. And it's not that, again, it's not that New Orleans is a small, backwater city <clears throat> that doesn't have any kind of tourism, doesn't have any kind of income, resident. Uh Quite the contrary. Actually, the Mississippi runs right through the city, so that means riverboat gambling goes on and I know y'all get some of that. You have back then they'd only have one, but they had uh a professional sports team with a dome and NFL's that's that's money being and you are like every year for one for a week you have the biggest party in America. And you're still a tourist attraction any other time. Going, everybody knows about Bourbon Street. Everybody knows about the French Quarter and all that stuff. So, the city's not hurting for money, but the the charm in areas, you know, gets flooded terribly. And you got rappers spending their money to rebuild, but that's neither here nor there, right? That so, ain't nothing that racial racial.
0: So I d- just wanted to get across some of the many many angles why Lil Wayne's statements are problematic and incredibly ignorant.
1: Uh-huh. First of all, most of his fans are white.
0: That's also why it's hurtful because all you need is one good Negro to say that racism is over. Mm-hmm. For for Billy and Tommy to say, see, why why can't you guys just get on the same page? Mm-hmm. Just stop talking about it, it'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Did you want to dispute anything else? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, such a
0: long it's, it's 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 such it's such a weird time when Shannon Sharp becomes like a, a voice of logic and reason mm-hmm. and intellect.
1: That man, man. So, like, yeah, first take did a lot of that this week, um, but
0: uh, <laughs> not to mention, yeah, not to mention with uh, Stephen. Well, that was first take is Fox. First,
1: like, first take is Fox News. Well, no, first take is Stephen A. Smith and yeah. whatever the Shannon Show, Shannon Sharp Show is. That's Fox News. So then we get Stephen A. Smith on. Did we, we're we going here. No, 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 no. All right, we're switching, switching thing now. We're on to the NFL. The NFL is back, motherfuckers. Both our teams started off 1 0. Are we look kind of eh? The Raiders, uh, shout out to Travis Felix because he was talking shit before the game. That's <laughs> <I> saw that. <laughs> uh, shout out to him. Uh, it was the Oakland Raiders, versus the New Orleans Saints. Oh, he should love this. That good segue, yeah. Um, your boy Lil Wayne, could you check him for me? Yeah. Uh, and then the the Niners came out looking like uh, yeah. the Niners came out looking like me <clears throat> when I play Madden against the computer on easy.
0: <laughs> I I it, the game went it, it was tough for me because I wanted I, didn't, I wanted to see him do well, uh-huh. but. It was
1: a glaring, like they were playing against the JV team.
0: It was, it was, and I, would, I, I still want to see Cap on the field. Mm-hmm. I, I was happy that when every time he he left the field, he would he'd stay he stayed and did uh, autographs for like ten minutes.
1: Yeah. Now they're gonna play big. You know what? The funniest thing, the matchup, the matchup is the Super Bowl champs, the Super Bowl losers of last year. Coming into a team and they're going to expose you guys. But the underlying matchup is best quarterback in the league. Black guy saying racism doesn't exist. Not so great quarterback saying, hey, set the world on fire with racism is alive and well and I'm not standing up for it anymore.
0: I actually wanted to see that happen. It was literally a racism versus non-racism. Yeah. Fight, 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 it's, fight. This
1: is OJ versus Muhammad Ali. It, it is. But, but, wait, no, we'll, I can't we'll, even say No, 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 no. I we, can't say that because.
0: Will Kunry come out on top? Let's find out this week.
1: I can't say that because Muhammad Ali would have beat OJ and probably everything except for maybe running the 40. True. Yeah. And maybe running the 40. I think Muhammad Ali would have talked his way into beating OJ in the 40
0: yard. <laughs> 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 Look at this bum right here. <laughs> he would have he would, he convinced him not to run fast. Exactly. But I wanted to talk talk about some of the common misconceptions that are found in the National Football League. Uh, the first being that NFL players are paid too much. Now, uh-huh. most people would probably agree with this statement. Statement I've heard people call them spoiled brats. Uh-huh. This is also in relation only
1: spoiled only spoiled brats when a black person does something.
0: Of course, yeah. of course, only when they, when they open their mouth, mm-hmm. spoiled. When they voice opinions, spoiled.
1: Mm-hmm. But they're good Negroes. They they just collect their checks, go home.
0: Now, I want to go over some of the uh, average average starting salaries. Yep. Uh, amongst NFL, NBA, MLB, and our favorite professional league, NHL. Yep. In Major League Baseball, the uh, salary is three point two million. Average. Average. All right. Basketball Association five point five million. Mm-hmm. NFL one point nine million, and even in hockey, man, two point four million dollars. Nice. And which sport do you probably think is the hardest on their bodies?
1: In a baseball, because man,
0: all that sitting and, and chewing and chewing gum. Yeah, is that me? Oh, uh, I know, but I'm trying to point at you so I can use filler, so I can turn off the baby monitor, so we don't right, so we down. don't hear noises.
1: I like the baby monitor in the background. I'll tell you so, the hardest sport um, that's been. Framed like uh, polarized for taking kids out the ghetto and showing them good lives, giving them good educations, good education. Well, you get a free education if you play college football. <laughs> we oh, what we should have realized is the degrees they get if they actually stay for the four years of college. Now that would have been funny. The degrees, the African American studies, the communication degrees that, if you stay for your actual four years of college, that you might get. But a lot of them leave college early and stuff like that. And there is no guaranteed money unless you're a household name. So if you get injured, there is no guaranteed money. So
0: oh, oh get- yeah, oh yeah, uh, you're you start you start pretty low on the pay scale, and yep. and it goes up when you're in the league, uh-huh. probably about six years. Most players don't last that long. Uh-huh. And briefly, we need to touch on college players, and that people say, oh, they get paid for going to school. Uh-huh. Most, but most players don't get don't even get full rides.
1: No. It, you you're allowed probably like eighty scholar you're proud. you're I think I forgot how much you filled, but everybody on that team, most on that team are not on scholarships. And if you get hurt, well, you're well, you're paying for school anyway, but if you're scholar you can get hurt and lose your scholarship. Now, again, a college education costs thirty thousand dollars. I make that in a year. <laughs> I make more than that in a year, right? And I'm not making people millions of dollars.
0: Yeah, you're getting made millions of dollars from gambling, intert- uh-huh. entertainment, your likenesses for video games. Mm-hmm. Now, I also want to touch on that because a, a lot of NFL made $7.3 billion last year. Billion with a B. I never hear anybody say the owner's going to pay too much. Uh huh. absolutely do. I never hear anybody say ABC gets paid too much because mm-hmm. these guys are on the field who are the ones are ri- risking life and limb. Uh huh. And they don't have, they don't, they have shitty health care. Yeah. They only have healthcare for five le- five years after they leave the league. Mm-hmm.
1: And if you don't know, let's say I retire at, uh, let's say I retire I retire at thirty five. I don't know what the average year retire. You probably play what five six years in the league. You have a good career. Let's say you play ten years. It's an awesome career. Even if you didn't make any Pro Bowls, even if you just ten years in the league, awesome career. You retire five years after. So get out the college. So thirty four, retire. You're not going to feel the effects of playing your whole life of football from Pop Warner to ten years in the NFL. You're not going to feel it after the first, the first five years. After when you get fifty and sixty, when the back pain starts setting in, that's when you're going to need that health insurance.
0: Exactly, the complications from all those years of painkillers, uh, co- cocktails, concussions, all that all that comes later down the yeah. road. It's, so, not, it's not it's not a good time. Also, I did I did some research and I found out that the hospitals that are uh tied to, like sponsored by nFL teams a lot of that staff is on the field because they get they get discounts mm-hmm. from them working together mm-hmm. and it seems a little bit like it might be biased if the same doctors who are who work at the hospitals who are paying you to perform well are the ones who are giving you injections and clearing you from concussions
1: yeah now with all this being said if some executive um, listen to our show and want us to sell out for a lot of money. We will do that in a hot second.
0: Hey, hey i we'll turn will turn the corner real quick and say that <laughs> the NFL is the greatest.
1: Exactly. I will th- promptly tell Colin Kaepernick, "Man, you need to sit down and shut up," because I would have done it differently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, whoever wants to tell us how he should have done it for millions of dollars, hey, we're we're ready. <laughs>
1: I'm totally bought. Remember, because all my life, it, it just matters about my kids that I don't have. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, you guys think this is a joke. I'd sell out the hot second. Don't worry. Like, will you tell these people how not of a joke this was? If you if they said you'll never have to worry about money again for your family and Cole's getting a full Ivy League college education, and if he doesn't do have good grades, you're going to wipe people that shit? Greatest line <laughs>
0: The, that actually, might have be been
1: one of the greatest lines of the movie ever. i got to give
0: Su- Suicide Squad more points just for that just for that line. I'll be on Fox News tomorrow, honestly, if, that, exactly. if somebody told me that.
1: Slapping people. <laughs> like advocates <laughs> slapping the shit out of you. You sit down and shut the fuck up, all right? I'm tired of you people. All right, slavery ended 400 years ago. <laughs> and then I just started throwing out Fox back. <laughs> slavery ended 400 years ago, all right? The Civil Rights Movement was in 8- 1856, all right? You guys need to shut the fuck up, all right? If you want equality, maybe you should learn how to run a forty-yard dash in a, in four or four seconds. All right.
0: Woo! Yeah.
1: Woo! I, man. I, what's
0: what's some Wrangler jeans? Man. <laughs> <laughs> shit. And I'm like,
1: do I get to get off on these alleged rape cases too? No, I don't get that white privilege. All right. That's
0: all right. too far. That's too far. You can't. You can't, you can't, you can't get that.
1: But my kids get the white people that shit with the grades, right? All that's right, good.
0: Now I think you you brought up a good point with also. Well, Stephen A. Smith talked about this. Right, but, right, wait,
1: right, wait! Right. You are talking about the felon, not the no felons league.
0: Oh, yes. I also wanted to touch on that. Another popular misconception about NFL players <clears throat> being spoiled brats and criminals. Mm-hmm. However, the NFL players are actually uh, better behaved than the, the general, ne- population. general population. Mm-hmm. They actually commit less crimes per, per capita than we do.
1: I mean, when's the last time we had a murder? Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. We have so not to say, not to, <laughs> not to say that there are some murders, <laughs> some murders in <laughs> the
1: NFL. <laughs> I know, and that was not, that, I did not play that joke because before I came here, oh my God, fucking Brian Gummel would be having me in my goddamn fields, man, watching real sports. And so it was about Ray Carew's son. And so, like he had, because of the damage that happened to him when his wife, when his when his baby, when his mom got murdered, and they had to—I don't know what happened. Well, something happened with the son. I, I don't know the whole story. I think Ray Crew probably caused some of that damage. Um, he has cerebral palsy and shit like that. Now he's a high school kid. Um, like Ray, one of Ray Crew's old coaches is like started a foundation for him, and Ray Cruz gets out in two years and shit like that. Really? Yeah. Because he, he never got charged with the first-degree murder. So he only did, like, 14 years. It's been that long. So uh, he still never uh, – Ray Carruth has never expressed remorse for him because he's, he, he's keeping up the thing that I didn't do it. Uh, so the grandma, she's been taking care of him. She was, like, a, a like I don't want to say successful, but she was doing good with mortgage. But she quit her job because she just wanted to do full-time for the son that, because she was saying, like, I'm never going to have another grandchild because her only kid is dead. So, this is her only grandchild. So, she stopped what she was, her career as a mortgage and been raising him. And so, like, dudes, he, he can walk, he has a walk with the walker and stuff like that. It's a real good thing. And he looks dead on Ray Carew. That's, he was like, you can't deny this kid. It's like, he looks like Ray. And he looks just like, that's his twin. But, Sarah Posse. Um But, um so, she was like, full forgiveness, full. Sometimes you, the, hate Christianity all you want to, but. When it's done right, this lady having full forgiveness of Ray Ray Caruth, like, that's Christianity at its best. We always see Christianity demonized, but, like, the fact that this lady has enough faith to say, you know what, I can't let this man um, have any more power on me. He already took my daughter and my grandson is like this because of him. So I have to forgive him because he can't have anything else on my life. It's 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 not worth hating this man. That takes energy to hate somebody. So I forgive him and I hope he wants to have something to do with his son. This man this his son looks just like him. And so she was also talking about how the NFL never reached out to her to help out with any of the the costs, you know. Um the Carolina Panthers never reached out and Rake Root was a fucking star. If they never yeah, reached out. Yeah, was,
0: He was. Yeah. He was kind of the face of the franchise at the time.
1: Yeah. He, they never reached out to her. Never reached out to her, uh, and so it's taking like a old coach, a old black coach, one of his old black coaches, like start a foundation for her because she wanted to. She wants to have the son. He's getting older, so she wants him a little more independent So she's trying to put like a extra unit on the back house so he can have like his own little thing, even though she's still there. And the coach is raising money for that. And then he's raising money for like a kind of like a trust fund for him. So he's going to be fine the rest of his life. And so they were talking to coaches like this, is like a lifelong thing. He was like, yeah, man, this is my family. I love Ray. I haven't talked to him since, you know, the murders, but I love Ray so much. And you can't look at your son and not think of the love that he has. Like I had for this man. So he's part of my family. So it was cool. Fucking having yeah, I mean, you, feels man. Real sports, man.
0: Yeah, it is. I have to watch.
1: <laughs> um, <sighs> about the non felons. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Damn, that was. The, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We they they, mur- they murder some guys too. They murder yeah. some guys too. But less less than us regular, yeah. uh, us regular non fast folk.
1: And so, um, what I wanted to talk about. So, Yo boy. <laughs> Damn it part of the interruption i bite that for part of the interruption all right i love those guys um jerry jones came out and says, you know what you know what he said it so eloquently i love how like if we don't talk in our slang we speak good but billionaires can talk in their southern drawl which is terrible english and no one says anything about it every time somebody from the south like Peyton Manning, he's from the South. He speaks so eloquently.
0: He's just a good old country boy.
1: Yeah, he's, he. But he speaks so well. I don't hear anything any slang, any, any errors when he comes out. Oh my God, he's he's he, he's he is a credit to his people from the South. Um, said he doesn't agree with how Colin Kaepernick. You know, uh, he doesn't agree with it. Disrespecting the flag. Uh, and Max Kellerman, I love Max Kellerman because I watch a lot of HBO boxing. And he went off he was like, of course he doesn't agree with it. He's a white billionaire. <laughs> he doesn't agree with changing the status quo. And he was just like, Max Kellerman's going in, going in, going in. And Stephen A. Smith was calm the whole time. I was like, what this nigga about to say? <laughs> and Stephen was just like, I'm about, to, I'm, about to, I'm about to blow your mind. Wait, just watch. It's going to go down. So Stephen A. said, I'm glad he said it. for the Basically for the same reason. He was like, uh, 90, he's like, there's no black owners. He's like, did he say, he's like, there's three black billionaires in America. Michael, Oprah, and I forgot who the other dude was. Exactly. And he was like, they, he was basically saying the same thing there. You know, they don't like it when people speak up, you know, when equality and everything like that, because they're either ignorant, racist, or they don't give a fuck. It's like, change the set of quote. Like, Jerry Jones' interaction with black people is the people that are rich enough to come to a stadium. And the players that made him even more richer so so that's 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 your that's your version of black people, either you're rich enough to know me, you're rich enough to come to my stadium, or you made me richer
0: and I'm sure they'd never have that conversation, yeah, this conversation
1: so that's how these billionaires that's all these billionaires if you own if you are the owner except for Mark Davis. If you're owner, if you're the sole owner of a team, you are a billionaire, and you probably haven't had to worry about money years. This is old white money, so of course they're they're shaken because you know the NFL is is a tradition, a long-standing tradition since two thousand nine to stand for the for the players to stand for the national anthem. What?
0: It's only been that long.
1: Oh, yeah, and then Stephen A. Smith code dude he was like somebody sent this to me and I had to fact check it make sure it was right before I said that and you know Steven Steven uh, his his and he was like it wasn't till this is actually a good uh, impression it wasn't till 2009 where players started standing for the national anthem they were usually back in the locker room it is the US army <laughs> he paid them like 4.6 million dollars for the uh, sorry, so it wasn't until 2009 where players were actually on the field when the national anthem was being played, they were usually back in the locker room. The U.S. Army paid the NFL for players to come out during the national anthem and stand for it with their hand over heart so NFL players could look more patriotic. So that would, that was it. Would, the whole thing about standing for the national anthem and the flag and being so patriotic is a marketing campaign.
0: It's actually a marketing campaign for uh, youth of color to join the military. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh man, not even
1: youth of the color. It's for poor people to join the military. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is my common misconception. Like, billionaires don't give a fuck about black people. Billionaires don't give a fuck about poor people. Like, if we look at the demographic of the U.S. Army, it's not black people. We're we're a small part of it. Just like we probably reflect. We probably were like twelve percent like we are in a, a country. We are a very small part of it. Um the poor people make up the the military. And so what do poor people love more than anything? Football. Hell yeah. Fucking football. And if you get you pay, you know, every Sunday we're watching football and we gotta see patriotic. And that's they spend like they they spend like fifty something million, fifty sixty million over the years. Um with the NFL for advertisement, for the big flag wavings and shit like that, for the flyovers. They're paying for the NFL to seem patriotic, so text,
0: that's crazy. Tax dollars well used.
1: Yeah. So that's crazy that we're getting all hubbub about somebody sitting down for the National Anthem when this is a new thing. This,
0: well, is, hey. this is seven years old. What's important is that we, we should do any any and everything that we can to actually derail from the from the words that he's saying. Mm-hmm. That's I feel like that's the most important part.
1: And you know what's really disrespectful? You know, they're like, he's disrespecting the military. You know what's disrespectful to the military? A Purple Heart veteran giving his Purple Heart to fucking Donald Trump. That's disrespectful to the military because a lot of people get the Purple Heart for, you don't get the Purple Heart for, you know, being G.I. Joe, jumping through a window and slapping people, slapping Hitler. You get Purple Heart, you know, basically, right, for getting injured or something like that.
0: Shoulder shrug? Yeah.
1: So you, you yes. get it for combat. It's not, the, it's not, you like, the one, um, one military dude said, "You do, you don't want to receive the Purple Heart. It's like you're honored when you get it, but it's not something you want to go get because something bad happened and shit like that. So for all the a lot of guys get Purple Heart after they're dead, a lot. Of, so that's what you get when you get the flag. You also got a Purple Heart. So maybe this guy, this veteran, giving his Purple Heart to a a, a non-veteran presidential candidate, that might have been way more disrespectful." to veterans than Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Or also
0: I also assumed he was paid for that. What the Yeah.
1: The the veteran?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he needed the money because you know we don't take care of veterans. Yeah, you know what's really disrespectful? disrespectful? You know what's really
1: disrespectful to to the, to the to the veterans? That there's a Wounded Warriors project that I pay for I with my tax dollars, I pay taxes. My tax dollars go to the the National Defense Fund, right? Yeah. Which is like some billions a year, right? So My tax will go to that and it goes to fight wars about oil. We haven't fought a war to free people really in a long time. So, that's where my money goes. And then, on the other side, I gotta watch, like fucking, I gotta watch commercials about giving to the Wounded Warrior probably. Like, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me this young man went over there, got blown the fuck up and then for something i'm paying for and then you want me to pay on the other side for a wounded warrior project shouldn't a motherfucker like that is disrespectful to the military that the first responders that the military guys that went into 9-11 that got injured like trying to help in 9-11 that the government like vetoed bill i mean the government shot down bills that they had health care forever like that's like the fact that i give money to veterans that are homeless that's disrespectful to the military that these people aren't taking care of for the rest of their life being fucked up going overseas to fight for a profit. That's kind of disrespectful to the military. But Colin, that that half Negro, <laughs> you you millionaire, how dare you?
0: You millionaire halfie?
1: How dare you be a millionaire with a social conscience, you bastard? You make me sick.
0: Is this the part where we're going to talk about our favorite celebrities of the week? No. Or am I jumping ahead?
1: No. That was... Um, my last my last before we go, it's um it's funny, like a lot of Hall of Famers have come out, Jerry Rice came out, your boy, uh Fat Joe Fat he, Joseph? Yes, uh a lot of old timey like basketball players, baseball players, African American players that came out and said, Hell, Ray Lewis came out and said, I respect what he's doing. A lot of them don't even say I respect what he's doing, but they all they all say I don't I would have done it a different way. Jerry Rice. Greatest of all time, right? Yeah. Said I would have done it a different way.
0: Jerry Rice is fifties. Can I take this one? Okay. Jerry Rice. I, I wanna take this one because I'm a Ford I'm a Ford Niner fan. Okay. Uh obviously uh, But let's
1: give a little background. He's fifty some years old from Mississippi. Miss- Mississippi. Mississippi
0: grew up grew up on a farm. Said he said he gained his speed from running with horses.
1: Mm-hmm. Um and I'm pretty sure Mississippi is always in the top three for most racist state in America.
0: He's he's had to have seen some some horrible things mm-hmm. in in his time. However, when when he became you know the greatest re- receiver of all time, mm-hmm. playing on one of the most illustrious and famous franchises, mm-hmm. winning various Super Bowls, you forget perennial
1: uh, pro bowler.
0: You you forget that. Things happen. Mm-hmm. We saw this happen with Little Wayne at a much younger age.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, during during the height of his popularity,
1: the, uh, uh, let me say, Little Wayne could actually have not have wit- witnessed racism.
0: Actually, yeah, he could have not.
1: He could actively not because Little Wayne, one of his one of his biggest life changing moment, like he was telling a story, and that will skew you for the rest of your life, and it's not a bad thing. When he shot himself like police broke down a door and they were looking for drugs. And he was like, it wasn't until the white officer came in. Like there's a baby on the ground. He's been shot and they're looking for drugs. He's like, what the hell are you guys doing? This is the story Lil Wayne's telling. And he was like, Oh, we called the ambulance. And so it was the white officer that picked him up and took it out and started like trying to make sure he's not bleeding out and shit like that while other motherfuckers were looking for drugs. So that a lot of things don't seem racist to you anymore when the white officer saved your life. Not saying that's a bad thing, not saying that's, a, but I'm just saying yeah, a lot of you, you get screwed, skewed when mother motherfuckers, when your life is. So anyway, go ahead.
0: That, that, that's fine. Mm. Uh, Fair. But <laughs> it, it it does hurt my heart it's for, him, it's for him to say, I would have done it differently, and he's disrespecting the flag. Now, <clears throat> he said he would have done it differently. He never did. Jerry Rice. He ne- Jerry Rice never mm-hmm. did do anything differently because he he just never mentioned that that was institutionalized racism or a problem with police brutality or mm-hmm. inequality in America.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is at a time where like Jerry Rice is old enough to remember or close enough to remember that Martin Luther King was assassinated, Malcolm X was assassinated, JFK was assassinated, when people was assassinated. I don't. I can't tell you how old he is. He's fifty something, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is
0: maybe sixty. Probably sixty. 60
1: probably yeah, 60. so he's old enough to remember, and at a time he was playing in the eighties, right? Yeah. So that means he was alive in the seventies, maybe a little kid in the sixties, right?
0: Living in the Bay Area in the in eighties the or in the nineties.
1: Yeah. So you've seen you 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 grew up in a time of national unrest and turmoil. You're fresh off the assassination of the two biggest political leaders of our ever ever. <laughs> yeah.
0: And in so his history, yeah, in his lifetime, our lifetime,
1: yeah, yeah. So, you know the significance of speaking out against stuff, but yet, when it was your time, when you had your platform, when you were the darling of the world, you remained silent. You didn't go fool OJ, but you remained silent. You had a platform to where you could have said, "Hey, you know what? I'm from Mississippi." There's a lot of shit that's going wrong in Mississippi. You remain silent. When you were in the Bay Area, one of the most, if not the most, politically active places in the world, you remain silent. You had a platform. Police brutality, police shootings did not start with Oscar Grant. It did start with Trayvon Martin. I mean, injustice didn't start with Trayvon Martin. It didn't start with uh, Alton Sterling. It didn't start with Philando. It didn't start with any of these people this has been going on for years we have been talking about the same thing for since the end of slavery police brutality started so when you had your chance when you had your platform to speak out on social issues that were still fresh Martin luther king was still warm motherfucker, and you didn't so for you to say that you would have did it differently is a fucking lie. No, 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 it's actually true. Yes, you would have did it differently. You would have remained silent because you did remain silent.
0: Fat Joe. Fat Joe did this too. When you're when you were leaning back, you could have said something. But instead you leaned back on the issue.
1: Yeah. And then like fat we gave you a pass. You you one of the few motherfuckers that can openly say nigga on a track. Like we and we like, oh, you with the shit because you're Puerto Rican. Shut the fuck up. Somebody need to take his N word card now.
0: It's gone now. It's gone.
1: Yeah, like so. Now you can't say nigga anymore, and you haven't made that many black people rich for you to for you to like peek on the issue. So shut the fuck up, all right? Because Puerto Rico is fucked up right now. What are you doing for Puerto Rico? They are going. The whole fucking country is going to go bankrupt while America is raping the shit out of Puerto Rico and Puerto Rican politicians are wrecking the shit out of Puerto Rico. Look up what's fucking happening in Puerto Rico. So you worry about them because that shit and fuck you too. You're a light-skinned Puerto Rican and we all know that dark-skinned and light-skinned shit runs in Puerto Rico. If you look at the ghettos of Puerto Rico, they're full of people that look like me. If you go to the nice parts of Puerto Rico, it's the fair-skinned people. Tego Calderon told me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, the hoods of Puerto Rico look like the hoods of America. So, you probably shut the fuck up.
0: Also, rest in peace to Rizza, the founding member of the Wu-Tang Clan. Ooh. And <clears> I, <throat> who I mean, we should have saw this coming. He made those a lot of signs of this earlier when he he co-signed stereotyping in, a, in an interview with Rolling Stone, saying that yep. we should dress properly and not be outside at certain times of night.
1: Yep, you know.
0: Okay, okay. Now he says that he supports Donald Trump and that he's a big fan of Fox News. I see that now that his uh you know the rap rap his rap career has con kind of gone the way of the dodo. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for me to try try to be a uh, conservative black and maybe mm-hmm. try to get a job there. Mm hmm.
1: And maybe you get more movie I don't know Man with Iron Fist 2 is trash I like Man of Iron Fist
0: yeah, that was pretty great but the second one was a direct to DVD sequel so hey yeah. I guess it is it, it didn't go too well
1: Yeah so my thing about th- again Riz is 40 something
0: man 50, 50 man, something he I, this this the my the hypocrisy is is mind blowing he was fucking protecting Nick like in the early 90s Exactly so what, like, I mean what I mean what in the fuck Riz you 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 were one of those youth police should have murdered you based on what you said man
1: exactly you were speaking out on that shit so
0: there's there's wu-tang hoodies there's wu-tang baggy jeans again you you literally made the products that you were saying are killing black youth and you rapped about this shit man
1: yeah so again now who now who puts money in their pockets again rap steroids
0: (laughs) 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 Uh, we'll be talking about that later this week um Okay, let's take a break. You ready? Oh, uh,
1: my favorite. Who would have done it differently? Is Ray Lewis.
0: He's like, what I would have done was murdered him. <laughs> Twice.
1: Twice. <laughs> and people were like, uh. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Ray. All right, so. All right, there you go, people. Be pissed off.
0: Well, <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a break. Uh, thank you to Sky Blue for lending your music to the show this week. This is from his new project entitled The Cowardly Boy. It's it's great. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. It is available Check on Bane
2: sleep is the cousin of death. My right eye is for the dreams while I pick the scene with the left. The third is for the in her like TN. I try being cool as nerd. Throwing the deuces. Don't compare to birds. My spiritual residence is played with classy in, Showing you reality. Not keeping up with the Kardashians. If life's a game, on am dashy in. Old school like a Sunday. Oh, 30 Trying to be like a Hyundai. It's one way to the top. I think I found another route. With these verses one on one, press start is what I'm about, oh, you a challenger, please You ain't even on the calendar, theory to my sound, whole town gone lavender Pokemon master, you can check the badges, a speck, a deck of cards, had to grab it on my gadgets, past the madness, Lattice knife on my train of thought, Ben raised the bar I don't care what your train of thought, got on my side, you don't like it, you Slide to the left. Cha While you was dancing, I was wide awake.
1: Flying on my destiny. I ain't talking. Bungie got a jump and We're I ain't see no yeah. sun. It out. Your boy. <laughs> Kid
0: Cudi Yeah, him and him and Kanye had kind of a falling out this week. There was a series of tweets from, from Mr. Rager. Say, <laughs> saying that you you can't proclaim yourself the best if you have 30 writers. And he said, you know, if if this may apply to certain artists, let's say Yay Drake, then uh yeah, you guys, you guys look out for me in the future. I'm gonna be making some good stuff and you guys should be concerned about it. So uh Cudi made a swift departure from good music.
1: Nice. It I don't they weren't doing anything like the whole good music family, like what were they doing? Uh
0: they've they've done a lot of like collaborative projects, uh right. good summer, cruel winter. Um they're on like each other's tracks. It's more it's like a management team.
1: Yeah, this is what it sounds like. Sounds like more of a Def Jam. It's not like we're putting out new artists or new music because even Kanye takes forever to put out new music.
0: Whether it's Ye, Pusha, Sean, oh uh, yeah, you know all those guys. Uh Three. but they but they, all, they all work together a lot. All the other artists like Mr. Hudson, uh, John Legend.
1: John is an activist now. He don't even make music
0: anymore. He doesn't either. need to make music anymore. He's 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 all the way up. He's good, oh,
1: he's an executive produced that new Obama movie that actually looks really good. I'm about it, to go see that, it, it does
0: look really good. Yeah. Um, uh, but there, there is, has been a lot of conversation about uh, Kanye, did he make Cuddy and and, and things like that. Now, if you don't know, Cuddy wrote Ghost Road It's and Heartbreaks, and after like post Cuddy coming into Kanye's like circle. Mm-hmm. Like his music totally changed. Mm-hmm. If you look at like you know, uh, graduation late registration. Mm-hmm. We good never Ka- good Kanye. Good Kanye. Uh, actually, it's all good to me. But he we never got a good ass job, which is the Kanye album that I was really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, his, his style his style totally changed, and yeah. we see uh, he became a much different artist. Mm-hmm. Now, Yeah responded with "Don't don't come at the god and don't mention my name." We'll we'll see how things change once uh, Cuddy is gone, and uh,
1: maybe he'll go back to making good music.
0: Uh, good music. I see what you did there. No, I, that wasn't what I did there. That wasn't he a was pun. Like, no, but you you like what the music Kanye's is making right now? Kind of like it. Kinda. Like I don't his, think- his his.
1: You, what I like about Kanye, he you can't talk about Kanye. He Kanye talks about Kanye. Yeah. And it's exactly the same stuff that we're talking about Kanye about. I that that whole little freestyle or whatever rap when he's like, I miss the old Kanye. I want the he knows exactly what we're saying. We want that Kanye. We don't want you to we don't have to talk about the same thing, but we want this kind I want Good morning, Kanye. I want Do you realize you're a champion? Nice. I want The Windy City song. I want those Kanye's and shit like that. I'm not saying you can't rap about the funny stuff, the fun stuff you rap about, but that guy was fucking making shit happen. And I know he went on a soul searching era with the 808 hard baits and all this stuff. I don't mind you growing as an artist, but you grew from that artist to this guy.
0: Um, I think he, he was, I would argue that he was always the same artist, more if his production style changed.
1: Yeah, but he wasn't talking about the same shit.
0: He was al- He was always kind of. He was always like arrogant and full of himself, and yeah, like but- And the lyrics of social commentaries are still there. Uh, my fa- on one of my favorite collaborations with Cudi and Kanye. I want not be satisfied. I treat the cash like the government treats AIDS. I want not be satisfied to all my niggas get it, get it. No, so yeah, that yeah. I think that can, that kind of shit is still there. That's one of nah, the.
1: but I mean he was really. But in but
0: no, nah, but I, I I know what you mean about like back. You think of, like backpacker Kanye is gone? He's gone. Yeah. Yeah, when and you, we're not gonna get that back. However, he did bring uh, the consequence back on and GLC, like the, those guys who were like heavy writers in those first albums. Mm-hmm. They're back, so we'll see. They weren't
1: doing anything by themselves.
0: No, they're 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 in the, they're doing the thing like as independent artists. Yeah, because Kanye never did anything on, with them on their level. Yeah.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. They didn't do anything with those guys. Um, Cuddy wasn't a big fan, but yeah,
0: he's one of my favorite rappers. That's cool. I like emo rap.
1: <laughs> um, it's Batman Day.
0: Yeah, let's celebrate.
1: So you got to put out this show today.
0: I do. I will put it up today. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you have to do this.
0: You're giving me a stern look. Exactly. Like, yeah. so, yeah, no, that's why so I'm recording right. it early so I, don't yeah. fall, so I don't fall asleep.
1: All right. And so th- this means what?
0: Yeah, it's Batman Day. Let's celebrate it. What's your favorite Batman or your bat memory? favorite bat memory yeah let's talk about some batman highlights in our lives um
1: one of the um my batman memory is uh first of all one of my favorites is what could have been brian cranston i think he might have turned down he turned down lex luther oh my fucking god in bbs wow
0: i think what happened was he read the script
1: <laughs> i think what happened is his doctor advised him against it he was like no you are too old of a man to be carrying that much weight you're carrying batman and superman on your back with a terrible doomsday plot and a nice looking Wonder Woman? No, you can't carry this, man. It's too stressful.
0: That is that is a lot of weight for a man of his age and stature. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure he's in great shape and he probably eats well, but yeah. that, is, that is too much for him.
1: But he would have carried that whole movie three hours of crap.
0: I would <laughs> We'd have to see the commissioner cut where it says 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> um,
0: um. My favorite Batman bat memory is probably Batman the Animated Series.
1: Yeah, that was good. Um,
0: good. This was the greatest animated series of all time. Well, Batman at least. Okay. <laughs> no, no
1: one of the greatest. No, it's it's like one of those things you have to really think about it.
0: Uh, it just it just like paved the way and like really changed things for the superhero game. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it was the start of the um DC animated universe, which, which was is which is amazing. Than Marvel than the universe. Fuck. Um. Well, Marvel could have had that, but but they uh she canceled all
1: the damn good shows.
0: Nah, Mar- Like. Bruce Tim actually approached Marvel for the for animated universe first, oh. and they're like, uh, "That sounds dumb."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, what could have been? Like, as like like you just said, just imagine like what could have been.
1: Um, first Batman being awesome, and it it it's it it, 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 it doesn't does doesn't age well, but it's in its case as. This is nostalgia, and this is good for the good time. It's still one of the greatest superhero movies ever, by its time standard, We keep it in that little box. Wasn't no bat nipples.
0: <laughs> it's it's not the greatest, but hey, you're right. It did it did age better than some Batman films.
1: Every other bat film, every other Batman film.
0: It's still it's still better than like returns. I watched returns again recently. That movie is fucking insane.
1: The movie's terrible it's on and they're playing like it's good.
0: There's missiles on penguins backs. Yeah. It's not a good movie at all.
1: Um, you know what was good? Uh was that Michelle Pfeiffer and Nicole Kidman? I get White it wakes up. Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer F-
0: she is- Michelle Fafair.
1: She was actually good as Catwoman, I'm sorry. No, she is a good catwoman. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't
0: uh, I sh- okay, there's good parts of the movie, but the plot the plot about, is ridiculous. How
1: about this? That cast was fire. Christopher
0: Walken, Michelle Fafair. Uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito as uh, he was he was kind of the greatest as a disgusting penguin.
1: Yeah. Uh he did they they went too far with the actual penguin. They went they took it a little bit too I'm, literally. I'm
0: like, okay, he's riding around in ducks. Tim Burton is a little bit insane.
1: Yeah. Like he was like, Oh, he's a penguin. Like, no, he's not a penguin, that's just his name. So he's a penguin. Like, no, 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 no. That's just his name. There's
0: mutagen involved, right? Like he's he's half penguin, actually.
1: Yeah, like he's mutagen. No, 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 Tim, Tim, Tim. He's a regular guy, portly, <laughs> and he's and, a penguin, and dude. he likes birds. Got it. Say no more, fam. <laughs> no. <laughs> there you go. Could you imagine if he'd have ran with Batman? So he's actually a historically figured man. They're like, okay,
0: like like, okay, Tim, bring it back a little. <laughs> bring it back.
1: Say no more, fam. Um, oh, it even had um. And Nicole Smith in the movie.
0: Oh yeah, she was not that.
1: Yeah, she was a princess. Um,
0: yeah. That video game was fire too on SNES.
1: He had a 4x4 four four, like penguin and shit like that. One minute, they're turning around. He was going to murder everybody in that movie. He sure did. Um, yes, Batman Animated Series is awesome. They cut um, spinoffs up until the... I was to the one that's actually called Batman the Animated Series. is terrible. Um, Justice League Batman is freaking awesome. I like him. Uh, Batman cartoon adaptation. I'm. I love. It gives us Batman will give us if they actually let them be stars and. Oh my god, DC! You have so like, Batman's your biggest ever, right? Oh, Superman. Christopher Reeves did not age well. Great movies, but did not. Actually, not even great movies. They just didn't age well. Iconic, and they're there. <laughs> they're there we look at you they're, they're a museum we look at you we don't ever need to watch you again.
0: <laughs> no we don't those movies are bad
1: you can keep making batman movies if you want to and it, it yeah you can keep making batman forever right but you're missing out on so many good other batmans fucking nightwing bro
0: nightwing really needs a movie this tv series something give us something Teen
1: Titans would be a good movie, and it can be gritty, like, oh, my fucking God. And when they told me, like, the Deadshot, I was like, all right, you can have anybody play Deadshot. You should have Rama play him, just saying, you know, just letting you know, Rama should play him. But if it was voiced by the dude, who was that? Oh, yeah, Ron Perlman. I
0: think anybody can, they can just have Ray Park once the mask is on. (laughs) Anybody, anybody, really. But when he takes the mask off, it'll just be that, it'll just be the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I wish we've got a Batman Forever movie. I mean, Return uh, Beyond. I'm sorry, that would have been greatest. Man, but it's like Return of the Joker is still one of my favorite movies ever because we get a lot of like back history with uh, Batman in relationship with a bad family.
1: And they could have made any except for Killing Joke. They, they, they. That's the bastard child. That movie. That only needed to be 60 minutes, and you didn't need to have bad on bad sex.
0: <laughs> no, that was kind of terrible. Yeah.
1: I was like, Batman is way too calm to fuck Batgirl. All right. Really?
0: Yeah, despite my Batman being insane, I feel like he makes like pretty sound decisions. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have done that.
1: Yeah. Not cool. <laughs> that was all weird and shit. Um, Harley to, Quinn. Yes, yes. Speaking of Batman, oh. they're going to give Margot Robbie her own movie. How? How, Sway?
0: No. Harley Quinn's a great character, right? Because we're not saying that she's bad.
1: No, 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 no. Harley Quinn is
0: great when she's paired with
1: Harley Quinn.
0: Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is she's a uh, she's
1: fun. She's a fun ass character. Yeah, but she's fun as the Joker's girlfriend slash sidekick, and she's never like. First of all, it'd be so the first supervillain you're ever gonna give their own movie is a super villain that has 20 years of 20 years of being in existence right all other one has what 50 60 20 years of being in existence and for the first 10 years you were just a sidekick that we all thought was funny because of your voice then it people fan fiction started to twist you a little bit all right because you really get the twisted stuff in the fan fiction and shit like that and the fan drawings. And then you became fun, and you became popular. You are a popular character. You're not. And there's two kinds of popular. There's that popular, then there's Deadpool popular. There's there's no comparison at all.
0: Uh, I, I guess it could work when we get there at some point. Once they like really build the universe and yeah. try to give her her character a life of its own. Uh, probably my favorite Harley Quinn is when she's um. Tear off in like a kind of, uh, and even in, like we were just talking about the Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. They kind of had a uh, like implied, implied relationship mm-hmm. with with Harley Quinn, uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Uh-huh. That was cool. That was cool and fun. They had a lot of like a lot of like uh, adventures together doing crime. Mm-hmm.
1: And then it's like I
0: think that would make a great movie, but they're not going to do that.
1: And you can you, you can run with so many. Like first of all, the first ever villain that should have got his own movie. It would have been a great Joker movie. Like that, you could have did a little backstory of why the Joker's a pep now and it owns his own nightclub. He's like a fucking—he's he, a Colombian drug lord. Let somebody tell me why he's a Colombian drug lord, please. Can I get the whole backstory without saying his real name, assholes? That would have been a good thing. And Margot Robbie as a starring character and having a huge role in it—that would have been cool and shit like that. But you can't just—you—you—you—you jump the shark on this one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, they did.
1: Yeah, and there's like, if you think about it, is there any other, Lobo, he is that interesting to have his own movie, uh, is there any other character that I, and but he's not iconic.
0: That was a missed opportunity, and that that was talked about like in 96. Mm-hmm. It it just never happened.
1: There were, it was recent rumors about doing it again because of how cool Red R got. But the only character big enough, everyone knows enough to have his own fucking movie is the Joker. And again, I don't know what the fuck he'd be doing, but Batman.
0: To be honest, I don't really. Do you think villain movies work? I there, just want to ask that question. Can it ever work?
1: I, there hasn't been one. No. There's been movies based on a bad guy who's an antagonist. I mean, who's the pro pro? I mean, anti, he always, anti, the, anti-hero. the that, antihero. That can that can work. And then there's horror movies where the villain is the main story. But he's not even the main character. Jason is never the main. Jason is the main, the center character, but he's not the star of the movie. There's always somebody else. It was uh Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the people who are. Freddy is killing. Okay. Freddy ran his own movies. All right. Freddy was the main character because he actually had lines and shit like that. But all of the villain movies, I guess, cerebral pots and stuff like that. But they're never the main characters. Always the person who they're torturing and shit
0: and then they get defeated and yeah so it's like i don't yeah i don't think they can really work
1: and you'd have to really try and then you'd have to re- understand that it had to be a, it would have to be a good movie for it to work it can't you can't just throw money at it
0: well once again this is sort of dc not really knowing what they're doing and just kind of putting the card before the horse
1: yeah i think I think Marvel has good enough villains to actually do something like that. Uh and they would do it properly. I think it would be fun if Marvel did it. Like I would like maybe uh <laughs> see there I go again. Uh um, Omega Red movie.
0: <laughs> and then you're like, oh oh yeah, he's not in Marvel. Yeah, yeah. so that'd
1: be Fox. Maybe a see, but then I wouldn't want to see a Thanos movie. No,
0: nah, he's not no, nah, that wouldn't really work.
1: That, that's not that fun. Um, see, even Marvel's. A Doctor Doom movie, that'd be cool.
0: Actually, he's really interesting. Yeah. But he also did also not. Well, hey, a- and, and call it straight out of Liberia. Ooh! <laughs> 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 Crazy <laughs> motherfucking name, Victor. <laughs> oh, yeah, his name is Victor.
1: Yep. All the good ones, all the good evil ones are now, Victors. Now,
0: I-, I propose to you what I think would be the fight of the century between two 80s icon robots.
1: Again, we've talked about this before the show, and I told him I'm giving him nothing.
0: Yeah, and I, I thought I thought about it. I, I emailed you about it. I sent you a fax, smoked signals, regular letter. I'm and, so drunk and, right now. And you didn't retort. Now, I did. All these retorts, non-retorts, probably meant that you were very excited to talk about it. Not at all. Johnny Five versus RoboCop. RoboCop. Now, we talked about it a little bit before the show, RoboCop. and you, you decided that you wanted to pick RoboCop, correct?
1: Uh, RoboCop.
0: How's RoboCop winning this fight? You tell me.
1: Because Johnny my- Mott. First of all, I'm not giving you anything. So you tell me how Rope Johnny Five would win this fight.
0: I Well, he has he has a shoulder-mounted laser. Mm-hmm. Um, He can control mechanical items like cars and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he's more mobile. No, he's not. Yeah, he is.
1: He's probably faster, but he's not more mobile. He's
0: faster and more mobile. Listen, okay, here's what happens, right? Johnny Five... Knocks over RoboCop with the car. As we've seen in RoboCop 3, mm-hmm. RoboCop can't get up when he's on his back. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny 5 cuts him in half with his laser. Boom.
1: Okay, all right. Call death battle, though. They'll do it for you. Okay. You are getting nothing from me.
0: Well, that's all you got? You're not going like, to argue like RoboCop would win?
1: No, RoboCop, before Johnny does anything, RoboCop would shoot his fucking eyes out. Remember,
0: <laughs> hey man, if but if he shoot if he shoot Johnny Five in the eye, we, like we just get like a white man in Indian face and yeah. he would fix it for him.
1: No, 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 he'd shoot that guy too.
0: <laughs> well, we we're uh, talking about
1: 80s violence Robocop, so I'll, I, I I'll see g- what you're trying to do. Get I, me into this thing, but are we done yet?
0: I'll, I'll give you that. Robocop has pretty good aim considering he can shoot a man in one testicle,
1: yes. And he chose a testicle. He was like, if you get out of jail, you can still procreate, but only if you're a good citizen. So yeah, like, remember the combat train for combat guy, years of police work, and now he's got a gun that doesn't run out of ammo, that is so high caliber and shit like that. He also can use other weapons, and he's, a he's his markmanship, and his kill shots. He would go for the kill. He he was a killer, killer robot.
0: Hey, Johnny Five is also built for war.
1: And remember, Johnny, Johnny Five is not as durable as Robocop is.
0: Uh, I don't know. You can take Robocop apart with a jackhammer.
1: Yeah, but you'd have to get to him with the jackhander.
0: He's not very fast.
1: Remember that motherfucker fell over? If you push Johnny 5 over sideways, he can't get up.
0: It's, Robocop isn't pushing people over.
1: He's going to shoot him over. But you're talking about more durable and he getting hit by a car and shit like that. Yeah. Robocop can stop a car if he wanted to. Anyway, he's strong.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> I roped you into talking about this.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I gave you nothing.
0: Who do you think would win listeners? Let us know. Johnny Five, right? He was a lot of Robocop.
1: And that tone that means that Keanu didn't put his phone on Sir that he gets me shit for. And that also means it's let's do Keanu Reeves moves, then we'll go to break.
0: All right. Go ahead for Keanu Chronicles.
1: Keanu Chronicles. All right. So in two thousand five, which is way long overdue, he should have got his walk of he should have got a star on the walk of fame at birth because he's God or or something close hmm. that's Layla <laughs> later got a star on the walk of uh, fame uh, so this is this is cool dude man he's just he's he, he nothing I mean he just lives life like cool breeze he's cool breeze bro for his 46th birthday he celebrate with one cupcake outside of a warehouse and fans like any fan that would come up to him wanted want a picture gave everybody pictures like hey kiana's my birthday um man like again uh freaking this guy he set up foundation cancer foundations to help uh children hospital a bunch of children hospitals uh when his sister kim was diagnosed with leukemia like he became her man our main caregiver and it's spent like over five million dollars on her care and stuff he's donated to he's a, uh um He's a supporter of PETA, Sick Kids Foundation, and Stand Up for Can- Cancer. And, like, this is all just the legacy of him because he's just fucking awesome. Keanu Awesome Reeves. Uh, But the most interesting fact that when I read it, I just said, okay, it's true, is.
0: The proposed theory that Keanu Reeves is actually immortal. Let me go on to elaborate.
1: You know, you don't need to. It's like, it makes sense.
0: It makes sense. This is why he's cool, Breeze. Mm-hmm. But. According to our expert and undeniable research, mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves is an immortal. There is a painting of okay. an, an actor by the name of uh, Paul Munier. M-O-U-N-E-T. Let's go. O
1: U N E T. Yes, yes, yes. And the, there was no like, asterisks by it. Because the they,
0: they didn't have those back then. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this actor who was famous for his deadpan acting style.
1: And he lived and win.
0: 1875.
1: And does he look kind of like him, or that's him?
0: He is pretty much him. (laughs) It's him. Down to to the hairstyle. Now, this actor died under unusual circumstances. Mm -hmm. Nobody was ever found. Mm -hmm. Eventually, 122 years later, Keanu Reeves appears. Mm -hmm. Now, to disguise himself, he picks some some zanier roles. Mm -hmm. Then, he emerges in 1999 Mm -hmm. in the classic sci-fi film the Matrix, mm-hmm. and he's been deadpanned ever since. Where he feels more comfortable,
1: exactly. And galleries is 50 or 50 ish, fifth round 50. So, and look at him, he's trying to grow out that beard to throw us off. He is, he might be a vampire.
0: Pretty sure he's a vampire,
1: but he's too good to be a vampire. Maybe he's atoning for his vampirism. <laughs> <laughs> All,
0: All right. right, let's take a break and we'll get into our top five show.
2: See the value in you, but I do You change my life in a matter of seconds Don't think you lesser than the Mr. Graham Wanna be models, cause you my favorite to follow You do your own thing, and I commend you on that, but on the contrary The world will condemn you on that don't worry about them, you got us, don't gotta lie, cause you modest And thought is a state of mind, being spread But the oddest thing to me is a woman with integrity And I worry about celebrities, feel your sincerity Every time we talk, you walk with a heavenly grace I swear you out of this world, you're taking all of the space in my brain, kinda strange, I'm usually clueless with women I feel my pool with some doubt, that perceived to go swimming Was least to drown but queen, you in line for the crown And then quite frankly, you're astounded Sort of wonderful, adorable, lovable. Okay, uncomfortable because
0: I don't know. Let's do it. Let's get into our top five this week, which happens to be top five mix cassettes. Yep. More popularly referred to as mixtapes.
1: Um, I feel like I'm at a loss for this one, but I am going to pick. I've just recently got on a mixtape. Not okay. A few years, but I'm, I'm not into like mixed that much um i love them i got my few few some of them might be your few you know we go right. there might be yeah so we're just gonna do this let's do it Let's get it over with he wants to so a fan sent in a request and so we're doing it fine <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's how you're gonna pitch yeah yeah that's what happened uh-huh fine. uh-huh
1: no i thought that, that was what happened oh yeah because i looked on like that's not what happened i thought the fan sent this request in. no oh, okay Bet.
0: Uh, my bad. Do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah. My, number five on my list is Jay Cole's "The Warm Up." Mm-hmm. This was my introduction to Jermaine Cole's uh, music, and I've been a fan ever since. With songs like uh, uh, "Young Simba," uh, "I Get Up," "Can I Live," and and just and just to get by "Royal Flush," which was this, uh, I think like the first solo track from from, from Big so Boy like giving tracks and shit. Not bad. But, but yeah, th- this this song was great, and uh, he's one of my favorite rappers to this day,
1: Mr. Jermaine Cole. I think I've heard some of it, but I've never heard it.
0: All right, this is
1: gonna get weird. Drake, so far, so gone. That's not weird. Yep, I am not a Drake fan, and I've never listened to this mixtape cover to cover, but I pretty much heard this whole fucking mixtape on the radio. Anybody that can parlay a mixtape into his career that he has now, hate him or love him, you got to respect this mixtape because I remember, baby, you the best. That video was awesome. And they said, oh, that was Kanye West directed and it was terrible. I'm like, no, you showed me so much in titties for four minutes. That is awesome and stretching, stretching. But damn near, the whole mixtape became a video and became a hit song. And who would have thought a nationwide tour would be the outcome? All right.
0: <laughs> I see what you did there. So you thought you'd be bad at this. Yeah. Kudos to you. My number four is Royce of Five Nines Bar Exam Two. I just noticed that both of these have a freestyle from Royal Flesh on it. That's weird. That's weird. Uh, this is this is the point. Royce has always been one of my favorite rappers, but I think this is the point where he uh, took grab steroids, as you said earlier, <laughs> yeah. and and became one of the goats.
1: No, 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 no. That- Rep words mean you took white money.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I guess he didn't do that. Then he just he just probably wrote wrote a lot and then became better.
1: My Yeah,
0: go for it. Go for uh, it, Ray. Go for it, Black. Go for it. Connect for.
1: Um. Watch rapper Bad Luck Breaking Bad.
0: Uh. Um. It was a good choice, actually.
1: I love Bad Luck. That's my dude. Um. Uh, he is on Diamond Lane and he's like behind problem, which I like problem, but he gets kind of redundant. I first heard bad luck in the Western Conference. He's in that group that was uh um under under like Snoop label or something like that, and he gassed the track. And everything he does is gas. If you don't like like this is a a guy that gasses and that's all he does is foot to the floor rap and a lot of his rap, he says like a lot of Oakland terminology and shit like that. he reminded me of my cousin because all that food does is gas on the track. But uh, it was Breaking Bad. It was him as Walter White and some of the snippets and shit like that. It's a great tape. Um, This fucking dude, his rap skills are just awesome. I mean, just fucking go listen to it. All right.
0: All right. I will. Yeah. Bad See.
1: luck. That's B-A-D-L-U-C-C.
0: Again. Kudos on this list. You thought you'd be bad. You're, you're, oh no, you're, I'm you're just going to pick mine. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's fine. You don't have to base it on any list. I want I want the mixtapes that you think are, are are dope. And as a hip hop listener, I appreciate it. What about my, number my third favorite mixtape? Can I do like all 33 G Unit radios? Is <laughs> that is that is that cheating? Yeah, go ahead. All right, they're all they're all pretty great because I was a big G Unit fan back in uh, circa 2001. Um. Uh, the G-Unit roster has made a lot of changes over the year. years, Mace, Game. There's of course stay the same. There's a lot of good stuff there.
1: I always think of G-Unit as just those three I just, and I, then four.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I don't want the uh, the, the Spider-Lokes the and the Cape Kids in there.
1: Yeah, I just think, like, the people on it right now, I think of G-Unit as been for a while. That's who I got introduced as G-Unit as. Young Buck, 50- Tony Ayo's in jail, and uh, Lloyd Banks. Mr. Which Banks, what cracked me up because like he had his own rap career, and like he kind of he kind of fell by the wayside when Fifty fell by the wayside. Uh,
0: he he made like um like a short comeback with Beamer, Benzer, Bentley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then I mean, hey, everybody has their time in the sun, man.
1: Yeah, I guess, I mean, I mean you being so Fifty alienated his way out of the rap game, I think. Nobody likes you being angry all the fucking time. And if you can't collaborate with who's hot, you can't keep your bus hot. There was a time when Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, DJ Khaled, and everybody that fucked with them was just hot because when somebody album came out, you were on their hit song. So when Wayne came out, Ross was on his hit song. When Ross' album came out, you were on, Wayne was on his hit song. It was like a group of these motherfuckers that just kept making hits. And it was like a two, three, four-year Period where they were just all over the thing. It was like when Little Wayne did that one year. We had seventy-seven verses on hit songs and shit like
0: that. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to be nice. Yeah, you got to be nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So, um you good? Yeah, good. Whoo! All right, my number three. I right, just because coloring book chance. Um. I first heard chance last year on ultralight beam and I was like, Oh my God, this guy's awesome. And I, and I, I, th- that's the first time I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't hear, I haven't heard acid rap or all the other stuff, but I heard this and then I heard, I heard that. And I was like, wow, this, this guy's fucking awesome. Little nice. That dude's awesome. Name one verse you can't tweet. And then, Few months later, maybe six, seven, coloring book comes out, and I'm looking for it, and I couldn't find it because I was looking for a, something called Chance Three, because that's what I thought the album was gonna be, and it just said coloring book, and I'm thinking like, why the fuck would I want a Chance the Rapper coloring book? And I had to download, i like, oh, this is the name of the album, Ew. it's fire. I was driving out here, and I heard, you don't want no problems on the radio, and they've been playing that shit like every other hour and I'm like damn that's awesome it's so awesome that fucking ipod like iphone i apple like paid to have like exclusive rights for a while so they were just releasing a free fucking album
0: that's crazy he did a lot and they did like a he couple did.
1: commercials for a free fucking album
0: they performed that on ellen a mixtape song yeah which is kind of crazy because I don't really see that they're those two fan bases meshing at all how often do you watch ellen
1: not often at all, but maybe of
0: our, maybe a couple times on accident.
1: Yeah, uh, I see clips where something awesome happens, or like when I saw uh, one of our high school friends on there. You did? You didn't see uh, when Nina Garcia was on there? Really? Yeah, she was on there. Uh, her husband, her well, her husband now wrote into it, uh, like and then wrote into a show that how much they love him and they getting married, how much they were in love, and. She, Brought him on stage and she paid for their honeymoon.
0: Oh, okay, we should send Ellen a story about how awesome podcasters want to be on the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. And when stuff like when when they show the snippets, like her interview with Kanye, and Kanye,
0: that was pretty great actually.
1: Kanye, Ka- okay, this is our Kanye. This is Kanye to me. I work with this kid who um, grew up in a yelling household, and. He was always yelling at somebody when he's angry. It wasn't until I actually listened. Like if somebody's yelling at kids, yelling at you when you work with kids, you kind of dismiss them. You're like, all right, bro, you're yelling. I'm not going to talk to you. It wasn't until I started actually listening to the words he was saying when he was yelling at you. So I understand that this is the only way he knows how to get out his frustration, and he's actually saying exactly what he needs while he's yelling. And our relationship came became way better because I knew when he's yelling, he's not yelling because he wants to yell at you; he's being disrespectful. That's the only way he knows how to cope and says this shit outside because he grows up in a household where everybody's yelling at each other. You've been able help a kid. Kanye West is the same way. Every time he says something prolific and profound, we dismiss him because he's saying it in a manic way. If we actually listen to what the fuck Kanye's saying when he's being manic and going crazy and shit like that, you actually understand, like, this motherfucker, if you decipher what the fuck he's saying, he's like, he's actually right. Like, Houseway is funny to me, but he was really saying, he was really, like, frustrated on how he's being blackballed out of the fashion industry not because his shit sucked which I wouldn't wear none of his shit or I wouldn't pay for his shoes I think they're nice I wouldn't pay for them motherfuckers I don't pay for shoes right now so it's like but he's actually like really saying some shit and the whole I am a genius and when he said would you rather me say I am a nigga <laughs> when he says, I'm a god and so what he was saying to Ellis he's actually saying some real shit but he was making people uncomfortable the way he was saying it but he's actually everything he's was saying was spot on
0: loud negroes are always scary
1: yeah even when he said the George Bush don't care about black people and the Taylor Swift thing, he was right. He just, I, it, it, he is the whole thing where people say, "I just would have done it differently."
0: It, yeah, it is. Also, like how George Bush said that was, said that was the worst moment of his presidency.
1: That was the worst moment of your presidency. A black man calling you out on TV.
0: The man who was also president during 9-11 and Hurricane Katrina. I'll stop. I'll, I'll stop there. That's the that's, housing that, disaster. That's that's another. That's that's another story. My third <coughs> my third favorite mixtape of all time is by Big Crit. If you're not familiar with Big Crit, he is somebody who's like the child of Outkast and uh, other great rap acts from the South. And I don't mean that like his, uh, his style is um, stolen from them. It's more like influenced. He's socially conscious. He, uh, he makes his own beats. He's socially
1: it, conscious, but he loves the strip club. It's yes. it's, the, it's it's the duality it's, it's, of the southern man.
0: It's amazing. <laughs> it, it's is it's, it's something to be seen. I love I love this mixtape. It changed my life. Which one? Crit was here. Oh, crit was here.
1: Yeah. Uh, my three would be. Um,
0: no Wheaties is great.
1: Uh, uh, return forever. Like any
0: crit tape. There are any all the crit tapes are good. <laughs> all the crit tapes. Are so good.
1: This, I'm just gonna jump on three. Like crit, crit is number three.
0: Um, I let you have that. Just any crit tape, they're all they're all great.
1: And just just give you one before the other. I love Catalatica. Um, crit is just crit is fun. Is it's it's Southern intelligence and Southern wordplay at its best, but it's still Southern as shit. And the consciousness is a breath of fresh air, and he's better a lot of people. Uh, one of my favorite things is like how are they gonna say I can be a king of rap when they wouldn't let give it to Andre Three Thousand like like. It's awesome.
0: He he speaks realness. He speaks fire.
1: So crit crit for president. Can't remember the time.
0: <laughs>
1: K R I T forever.
0: My fa- one, probably one of my favorite mixtapes ever. Cushion orange juice. But the uh, this is peak Wiz Khalifa. I oh, said so this too. What?
1: Is not, this your two? Uh, I ain't mm. of time. Did I skip number one?
0: No, you're on two. I am? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll just go with Cushion Orange Juice then. Yeah, I did skip a number. Yeah, Cushion Orange Juice is my number two. Three was crit. Both our threes. are crit. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, Cushion Orange Juice by Wiz Khalifa.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Peak Wiz doing his thing, rapping about weed. I'm like, man, this is amazing. I discovered him a little bit before the, this on um, Currency Mixtape. Mm-hmm. This was his uh, debut with his uh, laid back style and love, mm-hmm. love of the devil's lettuce.
1: I am not a Wiz fan.
0: You have heard that tape? No. it's great.
1: So this is my introduction to Wiz. Everybody on Facebook was talking about how dope Wiz was. And I heard like one song of his. I actually thought he was from Pittsburgh, California. <laughs> because he was talking about Pittsburgh. I was like, oh shit, dude from Pittsburgh. And everybody I knew from Pittsburgh was talking about him because weed, I guess. And so I didn't hear until his actually first album dropped.
0: That's unfortunate.
1: I think I told this story on the air, and yeah. I was like, "Let's see, let's see how the streets love it." <laughs> I threw that shit out the window. So, I've I've been told that two things: Oh, you should listen to his old stuff when he was like rapping. i was like, that means he sucks. And then, oh, you don't smoke weed, so you wouldn't like him. And I was like, that means he sucks.
0: That's not true either, but I don't like him. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not going to make a story. Okay. Like okay.
1: That. My favorite story about Wiz Khalifa's story, though, is. um. Went to summer Jam like four or five years ago. Um, and it was awesome. Cole was there, Wale was there, and everything like um Tiger was there and I don't like Tiger, but he brought out like uh D And so that was D'Lo. So like it was rocking. So every artist was like like building up until fever pitch. And it was like this was at the time a Rick Ross Mania. Right. So we we're building up every artist is better than ever, and like we we're ready to explode. Two artists are left, Wiz Khalifa and Rick Ross, and Wiz Wiz goes on before Rick Ross, and we're ready to explode in the Oakland Arena, and he completely sucks the fucking air out of the room. He gets on there with his um, microphone wrapped up like he's, uh, what's the dude from Aerosmith?
0: Uh, Tyler Steven Tyler. He, yeah.
1: His his like he he thinks he's fucking Jimi Hendrix. He's doing his his songs to a live fucking band who the fuck do you think you are um and he's just so monotone and no energy that people started leaving mid set of his and we we're waiting for Rick Ross remember this is Rick Ross mania but he just like made us tired and so we're walking out and i i like we're walking out and like it's me and my my friend that we went with and this like lesbian couple behind us right and I was like, "Blood, Wiz sucked the fucking life out of Benny," and she was the chick behind me. She's like, "I fucking know. I fell asleep during this set," and I was like, "Oh my god, I thought, I thought it was me." Everybody's leaving during Wiz Khalifa's set. We didn't get to Rick Ross, who we all were there to see. But we just like, "All right, man, I want to go home now."
0: Yeah, it happens to the best of us.
1: Mm, it happens to Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> um, my number two would be Spody the Bid. Um, I was introduced to Spody on the H- Hustle Gang, Get Doe uh, Do or Die, and that was Hustle Gang at his best, and that only lasted for like a year because everybody started leaving. It's when the lineup was Spody on it, uh, the English dude Chip, uh, back when, before we hated I- Iggy Azalea, <laughs> um, uh, Drow, uh, of course, uh, B.O.B., and that's what the it was just full of fire and shit like that. And the Spody gave this verse that I played it for my cousin, and after Spody's verse, he said, "Who the fuck was that?" And I was like, "Oh, this nigga named Spody." And then the big came out, and this motherfucker it just it's just fire, 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 fire. I still listen to this mixtape today, and that's how you know a good mixtape when you it doesn't get old for you. It just cover to cover. Great features, but then Spottie started fucking with Ti, and his kind of music kind of suffered. I still like him, but big production is goes a long way. <laughs> but Spottie the Bid, number two favorite mixtape of all time.
0: Times. What the fuck is a J Electronica? Ah. This was the tape that introduced me to to uh, J Electronica. And uh, I learned why he's heralded as the great, who will probably never release an album. Good job. But hey, he's dating, he's dating, dating a billionaire, so I get that. Wow, that's So awesome. that's that's probably the reason.
1: Who's, who's this billionaire? Is this a white chick? Yeah. Has to be, of course. Um, me? Yeah. Uh, Number one. My half-black, half-Euretrian friend. Slauson Boy. Rich Crip. Nipsey Hustle, Crenshaw. Good choice. Um, I don't know how I got turned on Nip, but it was on maybe the second marathon. I'm a Nip fan. I'm a fanboy. I wait for his shit every year like Christmas, like a kid on Christmas Day. Came out late with uh, Slauson Boy Two. Uh, he retweeted me. Oh my god! It was the best day of my life. I saw, bro. I got like forty retweets on that shit, man. I was that shit. My, my phone wouldn't stop going off for like an hour. <laughs> um, but Crenshaw was after the marathons, and it was the. Uh, I was waiting for Victory Lab, and then he was like Crenshaw, and then Crenshaw is awesome because it's actually an album you can buy but then it's also released as a mixtape. You can buy the album for $100 or you can get the music free. I chose the free. It's a... (laughs) Sorry, I ain't got $100.
0: No, hats off to him though because I thought that was a really dope strategy. Yeah. I'm like, man, get your money.
1: Yeah. Um, Because he tours like nobody else. He makes his money off touring. Um, He's he's like... He's not... He's not going to do lyrical gymnastics on you. Yeah. but like you feel the passion when this food's rapping and Crenshaw was fire. I I, I work out the Crenshaw. <laughs> like, um, Summertime and Cutlass is one of my favorite songs. Phone in the morning. Uh it's again cover to cover. It's long as shit and it's good long. After you if you work out the whole Crenshaw workout plan, like you you're done and you probably lost like two three pounds in the gym. Um I love, like, when I first saw this, like, this is this Crip, Crip, Crip Dude. His album is bright red. I was like, he doesn't believe in uh, gang, gen- gang, uh, gang, <laughs> <laughs> gang roles <laughs> at all. No, he's like, yeah. Um, mailbox Money is Fire. Uh, it's Lawson Boy 2. I loved it. Starts off with Ocean Views, and my car blew up. Um, but Nip Hustle, he was actually at the Andre War fight, and like, the people I was with didn't know who he was and so when Sway came out and was like and hey, we got a special performance by Nipsey Hussle I was like what <laughs> fuck And he was performing shit off Crenshaw, and I'm singing every word they're like how do you know who he is I'm like how do you not know who he is alright rich Nick on some Crip shit alright um Nip Hustle. good to see you any honorable mentions
0: yeah so many uh you go first <laughs> So many, I don't, you, I don't you, have any
1: you go first um um uh, the Yellow Album Dom YG's mixtape uh was it white was it 400 or I can't remember what it was called but that's the one with uh if you're looking for me you can come give me that one was fire um Slaughterhouse House Rules uh, that should have made my list
0: oh yeah that's great section, um, uh, section 80 for me Kendrick Lamar
1: um all the Nip hustles, all the oh my bad, uh, short dog, March Madness saga, currencies, uh, Godfather three,
0: mixtape about nothing,
1: a mixtape about nothing, um, the funerals, uh, the the Fabos, there that, is no
0: competition, yep, Jack of the Street album,
1: never heard it, I wasn't a of fan and people looked at me crazy for that, um, but yeah. Plenty of Auburn mentions, but this is a hard one to do.
0: It was. It was. It was difficult. That's kind of why I wanted to do it, actually.
1: No, you just wanted to throw me off until you could win.
0: That's fine, too. All right. You do it every other week. No, I don't. <laughs> I tell you where the shit is.
1: <laughs> um, anything else before we wrap up?
0: I never wrap up. Ha! Nice. See, we switched it up for you this week. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Were you guys surprised?
1: hmm He has a son. I don't.
0: Yeah, you get it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it might
1: be the other way around, or maybe my pullout game is just that strong. I like to believe the latter.
0: Um, follow us on Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes. If you're a big fan of the show, um, share it with a friend. Uh, also, if we had shirts, would you guys buy those? We're, we're thinking about we're thinking about doing some things. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Tune in next week. No, do you actually have anything else? No, I'm good. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you later. Two up, two down.
2: La. Long walk for a small guy Vacations, a trip that we all try To take as an escape from this obscene reality Well, hope's not a technicality When I turn on the news, another casualty It ain't safe no more, we die gradually And the ones who pledge to serve and protect Quit to aim at the necks of the innocent So who the ones who should be militant? The solution, plan Uh retribution. Time to rise up, people start a revolution Mindless pollution, the media betray Got the masses looking like remedial slaves, man, but I'm just reading the page of my rhyme book, reminiscing on the places that my mind took, me, trying to paint a picture to the blind with my lines, providing them a sound mind, two gum shoes, I'm choosing to walk with a stride, I'm here for a reason, God keeping me alive, I ain't holding it inside, gotta maintain focus, and provide hope for the hopeless. Wait, why I wrote this? I'm supposed to be chillin' Find a nice spot for ceiling Gotta clear my mind and wine and find healing Yeah, but I doubt it You ever get that feeling like Man, vacation, all you ever wanted But dang, it's so hard to get away From this B.S.C. Big city, city, all this beautiful struggle Can I please get a minute of your time? Huh? Homeless man asking, can you spare a dime? I should be used to this paradigm Cause I was in the same position a couple years ago Only difference is, I ain't let nobody know But a few new what would you do If you was young In the slum Try not to succumb To the darkness I almost did uh-huh. Was real close Ain't gon' boast About the past But I have With the toast In the jam A lost kid Forced to be a man Experienced life early I still don't understand the state of mind But I left my highs And my lows there Places I've uh-huh. been You will swear Nobody goes there We're well, living by the heat Brings death With cold stares Like exposed death Brain freezes Then in the low glares A city That never sleeps Like a myth While we close i Listen, girls pulling down their skirts Inside feeling worthless So she trying to make the sex well worth the purchase Mocking all the churches like they in a hoax But what if God is real? Who gon' laugh at your jokes? Concrete jungle, yet the snakes in the grass Never did believe nice guys finished last In this land of the lost It's the truth worth finding Living in the lies so long we all blinded Not trying to see what's in front of us It's gonna take one of us To do that. And what they done to us You can be the richest in your regency but can't buy confidence and decency I frequently see the prettiest people with the ugliest hearts self-infatuation builds you up and tells you apart world of need of hope so I gotta be the one as the moon consumes somebody gotta be the sun shining dropping gems you get planted till you're And maybe you'll change if it licking you your brain and never mind fame it costs you a fortune matter of fact your soul I don't even think it's worth it wait I'm supposed to be chillin', find a nice spot, fuckin' ceiling, gotta clear my mind and whine and find healing, yeah, but I doubt it, you ever get that feelin' like, man, vacation, all you ever wanted, but dang, it's so hard to get away from that B.S.C., big, stinking city, y'all the beautiful struggle, can you feel me?